moving our bodies can be a very spiritual practice and it and it's a practice of self-love and so if we start to look at it in that way then our lives can be transformed and i really believe that exercise can can transform our mind our body our spirit and can contribute to a happy healthier life in so many ways Welcome to On the Cusp of Something Beautiful, where we discuss a range of topics centered around art, creativity, mental health and wellness, and my favorite thing to talk about, listening to our intuitive guidance. I'm your host, Amikale Imani, and this podcast is simply a guide to welcome you back to your truest self. Each episode, I get radically honest on how I navigate being an intuitive creator, the struggles, the wins, the lessons, and of course, the intuitive hits. My hope is that you hear something today that reminds you of who you are and why your gifts whatever they may be, are valuable and important to be shared with the world. So welcome home, friend. I hope you're ready to meet your highest, most beautiful, and rarest self. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome back to another beautiful episode of On the Cusp of Something Beautiful. How are you all feeling? I hope you're well. And in good spirits, whenever you are um, listening to this episode, wherever you may be listening to this episode. And if you're not, that's okay too. You know, fill your feels, but hopefully after you listen to this episode, it'll brighten your day up a touch. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be adding something new to the podcast, Love. Over the weekend, I was inspired to do an oracle card reading for the collective on IG Live, and so I did. And I loved it so much. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a weekly thing, but you know, I'm still giving myself space to fit into that. Uh, but nonetheless, be sure you're following us on IG at On the Cusp Wellness, so that way you'll know um, when they are, what time they are. Um, they'll be on Sundays, so uh, that's that'll be uh, a constant but timing I'm playing around with timing I'm playing around with frequency so be sure you're following us at on the cusp wellness <laughs> um, but it gave me an idea to pull a card for each episode of the podcast I don't know if I've ever shared how I came to reading oracle cards but long story short it was a very uh, loud intuitive nudge and two and a half years later, here I am. <laughs> so if you want to catch the reading I did for the week, um, and I also share how I was intuitively led to start reading Oracle cards, there's a link in the show notes, um, the full video of the full reading for the week. So definitely check that out if it piques your interest. I also posted a recap in IG, um, so you can read the snippet there. But for today, the deck I am using is called Queen of the Moon Oracle. I talked about this deck a couple episodes ago. It's my newest deck and I absolutely love it. I've also linked it in the show notes if you're uh, wanting to add a new deck to your collection or maybe start one. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the card I pulled for us today is Beginnings. And so how this deck works is each card uh, correlates to uh, a moon phase 
or a type of full moon. So for this card, beginnings, this card um, is linked to the new moon. And we actually just had a new moon a couple of weeks ago, and we'll be having the full moon this upcoming Sunday on the 20th. So hopefully you all were able to set some new moon intentions. If not, maybe use this full moon as inspiration of some things that you want to um, put forth into action. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, so let me read the insight that came through for me when I pulled this card. So I basically, I just pulled the card and then I just asked Spirit, like, what, what needs to come through? What needs to be shared with you all? And what I received was... Don't be afraid to grow. Don't be afraid to let go. Ground yourself into the newness and allow yourself to grow. So don't be afraid to grow. Don't be afraid to let go. Ground yourself into the newness and allow yourself to grow. And I'm just kind of thinking, you know, as we approach this full moon, it's going to be in Pisces. Um... We're going to be shifting out of Virgo season into Libra season a couple of days after. So just really like see, check in with yourself, see where you are. If you did set some new moon intentions, like what's coming up from you for you, like is there any any challenges you're facing, any resistance that you're facing? If you didn't set any intentions, maybe use whatever's been coming up for you this week, last week as inspiration. Um, for what you want to let go of and what you want to really allow yourself to ground into and grow into. And, you know, I feel like you can still capitalize, maximize this energy so that way come the following new moon, which I don't know when the next new moon is. Do I have my phone? Let me, I mean, hold on, y'all. I'm going to look it up for you right now so that way you guys have a, a frame of reference of... You know, when you can start expecting these these manifestations and these intentions to start coming through. So let me check it right now. October's new moon is going to be on October 6th, which is a Wednesday. So by October 6th, you know, you'll have a better idea of really where you stand in your growth and development and all the things that you're wanting to call to call forth and everything that you want to let go. So that's really what the full moon is about, is letting go, uh, releasing anything that's not serving you, releasing anything that just doesn't feel aligned with what you're wanting to um, bring into fruition. And uh, yeah, so take that, resonate with that. Um, and I can describe the card to you all, because it's a really beautiful card. And it's essentially like this doorway. It's like a little portal. And so around on the outside of the doorway, it's like wintertime. But when you go, when you're looking into the doorway, into the portal, it's like, you know, it looks like the beginning of spring. So that's that. Beginnings. New moon. So yes, y'all. Feel into these new beginnings, okay? So today I started my morning with a with a massage, a full body massage. I started getting monthly massages when I moved um, here to Santa Fe because I told myself, you know, with all the stress of moving and da da da, I was like, I'm gonna get a massage after I move. Because as we all know, if any of us have moved 
hell, if you move around the corner, it's a lot, <laughs> you know, let alone moving across the country. So I was like, I'm going to treat myself when I, you know, once I get settled in and I move. Well, there was a, a, a happened to be a massage place like right across the street from my apartment. I was like, okay, that's A, a sign and B, amazing. <laughs> so little did I know they had a membership offering and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go for it. I'm going to get it. And so I've added that into my self-care routine, especially since I haven't been to the chiropractor in a couple of years, which I'm going to be starting back doing that as well. But I was like, you know what, this is a really great way to still get that, like that body work in. Um, so the place is called Massage Envy and they have quite a few locations. So check them out. There might be one near you. And the beautiful thing about the membership is you can take advantage of it anywhere you go. So if you're traveling, visiting family, visiting friends, you can look up to see where there's a massage envy near you. Come on, ad. This is not an ad, but <laughs> but um, I thought that was really cool. So, so yeah, but so I had planned, come home, take a nap, uh, and then get into this money workshop, do a little work. Uh, you know, there were some things that I wanted to get done as far as, you know, as far as work goes, but I ended up doing some energy healing and visualization work. Um, I did work on a workshop. It's called Unblock Money um, from Lacey Phillips's program to be magnetic. Um, I can also link that in the show notes as well. If anyone is wanting to work with some money, uh, work on money, releasing money wounds, you know, in becoming... Um, free of limiting beliefs around money and uh, i was in that workshop for a few hours so those of you who have um who are caught up on the podcast in the last couple of weeks i have been doing a lot of shadow work inner child work which led me to an abundance workshop that i signed up for and i um i talked all about this in episode 30 so if you're wanting to if you're curious about inner child work shadow work definitely go and check that episode out but it just felt really aligned to do this to do this workshop on blocked money and you know even when i was just like kind of preparing for this week i was like oh yeah wednesday after my massage i'm gonna work on this workshop it's just i just kind of already had it like it was already gonna happen <laughs> so it hit my breaking point around 4 or 5 p.m. I think it was. And I started at like 1. So like I said, I was in this workshop for a few hours. And I didn't know if it was just some of the emotions that it kicked up. Because it definitely taps into your childhood. Like really gets to the core of like why, how you feel about money. Why you feel the way you feel about money. Like what was being mirrored to you and shown to you as you've like grown up. And you know, da 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 and, and I kind of just started feeling a little bummed and I was like, okay, let me, let me watch something funny. Let me just give myself a break, you know, and I've been, I've been rewatching The Office. So that's my reprieve when I just kind of need to tap out for a second. Laughter has been huge medicine for me the past month or so, but it ended up coming to me a little later in the evening as I was, I was uh, cooking dinner and I kind of had the thought, crossed my mind again like dang like why did I start feeling like that like, what was that and uh I was feeling unproductive that's exactly what it was I was feeling un 
productive. Like I didn't like I didn't get I didn't squeeze enough work into my day. I didn't squeeze any work into my day. Honestly, I'm just now <laughs> recording this podcast intro, this episode intro. It's 1:33 in the morning. Um, you know, I was kind of feeling like, dang, I didn't do enough work. I didn't do it. I didn't send out this email. I didn't do that. Blah blah blah. And my higher self was like, girl, you were doing a lot of energy work. That's the work you were doing. And I was like, OMG, you are so right. I absolutely was, damn it. Energy work. That's the work I was doing. And in that moment, it really just like hit me that, you know, energy work is almost is sometimes just as hard as regular work. I'm just going to go ahead and put it like that. Energy work can be just as hard as quote unquote regular work, you know? And to be honest, I'm realizing like more and more of my work and even, even my offerings are energy work. And so I think just really coming out of that might a little bit, be a little bit in the shadow realm, just pulling that out of the shadow, bringing that to the light, to the awareness, to the conscious mind, and just really like wrapping my brain about, around that and just accepting like that's what my work looks like on a lot of different levels. Do I still have to like, you know, do a lot of practical things? Of course, but like the root of me even being in the place and space to be motivated to do those practical things takes a lot of energy work, you know? And even from my course, my intuitive guidance sessions, the oracle card readings, even this podcast, like I'm constantly having to check my intentions and make sure that they're in alignment with what my soul is really here to create. So I wanted to share that because for a lot of us, our lifestyles are changing and our careers are changing, how we approach and define work is changing. And even in my astrology chart, uh, for those of us who have Uranus and Capricorn. So if you were born between 1988 and 1996, that's you. You got Uranus and Capricorn. I'm going to read a little snippet of exactly what that means. And it's going to make so much sense as to why I'm even bringing this whole point up. Um, so I'm reading out of one of, I'm reading out of the Aquarius Full Moon Journal from a spirit daughter. Uh, and this was back when we had uh, those back-to-back full moons in Aquarius during Leo season. And so she put a lot of information here around Saturn placements and Uranus placements because those two planets are uh, the co-rulers of Aquarius. So listen up all you Uranus and Capricornians. <laughs> It says, you are here to break traditional concepts of work and career. You most likely reject or at least don't agree with the 40-hour work week. You also don't understand the concept of an office. Remote work makes makes complete sense to you, and you don't understand why everyone hasn't worked like this for years. You also don't subscribe to traditional career ladders, and you believe you can reinvent your career at any time. You may even hold an unconventional job or start a company that breaks the mold of business. You want to love what you do each day, and you have a complete understanding that if you love what you do, sorry, if you don't like your job, you don't like your life. You want your career and your life's work to be the same, and you are redefining the meaning of quote-unquote job as you merge the two. 
And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to keep coming back to that. I'm going to have to keep coming back to that, especially as I, you know, as my business grows, as as I grow and evolve and, and change and, you know, like my intuition, my intuitive guidance is is taking me to a place in a place in space that is much more aligned and authentic with my soul's path when it comes to career and and the workforce and blah 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 and all that goodness. And I'm just having to trust it and really lean into it because when I don't, this kind of stuff comes up, you know, and it's it's good that it is because it's allowed me to release it. It's allowing me to release the shame. It's allowing me to release the guilt. I don't want to work 40 hours a week, to be 100% honest. I don't think I do work 40 hours a week. You know, it's kind of all over the place right now because I just kind of do my own thing, you know. Um, I stopped trying to, like, keep track and block out this and do that and ah, da, 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 da. Like, I was still running on such an extreme and rigid program from just being in corporate for so long and I was judging myself based off of those rules and those um standards and that's just not what my soul is about like my soul is like girl we off that we are so off that and if you don't get off that you're just gonna be holding us up so I really had to just like ooh, feel into that today so I wanted to share that with you all to just inspire you for those of you who really resonated with that and who are just kind of like still trying to get into your groove of being authentic in your work, being authentic in your career, for the entrepreneurs and the creatives who are just like, I'm not with none of that nine to five stuff anyways. Like, yeah, y'all, it's for a reason. There's a reason why we don't align with that anymore and why a lot of us have just completely left that because it's not authentic to our soul's purpose, you know? And I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. <laughs> so, all right, really quickly, I want to share an update on my course, Activate Your Soul, Activate Yourself, which will be launching, drum roll please, on September 27th. That's right, September 27th. I received a lot of guidance this week around pushing the date back. And I was like, okay. I thought it was going to be September 20th. That was the date that I was initially getting. But during my massage today, Spirit was like, nope, it's the 27th. So I said, okay, it's the 27th, which actually turns out to be the day after Mercury goes into retrograde, which is like prime optimal time to do inner work. Because you're going to be just getting so much, like, like so much stuff is going to be coming through, coming through, coming through that... It's going to be ready for you, time for you to let go, time for you to work through, time for you to release. So for all my conscious creatives and entrepreneurs that are really wanting to dive deeper into soul work and soul care, I'm no longer calling it self-care. For me, at least, it's soul care. Spirit has told me several times that I work with the soul, so I'm going to honor and respect that. This course is about soul liberation through self-prioritization, putting our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual needs first, point blank, period, and just getting reconnected with our authenticity, releasing self-sabotaging habits and patterns that keep us trapped in, in the unevolved ego, the unevolved ego, because 
I don't I don't like to I don't dignify the ego. I think the ego definitely has its place in space when it's in alignment with your soul, when it's in alignment with your higher self. When it's out of alignment, who baby? We are out of alignment. <laughs> Just simply put. <laughs> so and when our ego is out of alignment, it's preventing us from connecting with our authentic soul self. And that's really what we're here to do is to remember and to reconnect and live out our life accordingly to that. Um, so a main component of this work is learning to follow your intuition. The more you follow your intuitive guidance, the stronger it becomes. You come to a point where you stop needing your whole life to go up in flames before you realize oh shit, these habits aren't healthy. This job isn't healthy. My lack of boundaries is not healthy. So throughout this course, with the seven-week intensive course, that's what we're going to be working on. So it's going to be out with the old self and into the new and true self, okay? So during the course, we meet, uh, we'll meet twice a week via Zoom. There are meditations to help you cleanse and align your chakras because that's a lot of uh, the medicine I work with on an energetic level, chakra medicine. Um, there's life work, journal prompts. You also get two one-on-one um, intuitive guidance sessions with me to really support you in this work. Plus, you'll also be part of a beautiful and intimate group of individuals who are also doing this work with you, okay? So looking for about 35 people seven at the absolute max just because i feel this kind of work you know is best done in a more intimate setting and to be able to ask questions share your insight it's very interactive i'm not just like teaching you a bunch of stuff and just okay go on now like no it's very interactive and what i i give you the lesson i give you the assignments um you have complete access to me via text I, I typically respond within 24 hours if anything comes up any challenges comes up if you're triggered in any way shoot me a text and i will work you through or work you through <laughs> walk you through you know some really helpful and nourishing steps to support you through that um and yeah you know it's it's really for me it's really important to have that that level of communication um and so you know while i can be of service in this way I want to be of service and I want to be available in this way. So if this course feels really aligned with what your soul is wanting, a safe space to be your authentic, uh, to be authentic, connect deeper to your intuition, releasing all of the self-sabotage that keeps us stuck and out of alignment with our intuitive, authentic self, head to the show notes and book a free clarity call. It's a calendar. You can pick a time that works for you. If, it, if you need to put in another time, you can do that as well. And essentially, the clarity call just allows us to connect and for you to really see, um, you know, if this work truly feels aligned with what you're wanting to invest in mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you know, all, all, the, all the layers. We hit all the different layers. So if you're really feeling in your soul and your gut that it's time to show more authentically and step into the new in a really bold, grounded, and courageous way, okay? It's time for new beginnings, y'all. Just like the guidance from today's card, don't be afraid to grow. Don't be afraid to let go. Ground yourself into the newness and allow yourself to grow, okay? 
allow yourself to grow. You have to decide that you want to show up differently, that you're ready for a change, that you're ready to be free, that you're ready to just get out of that, you know, all those habits that just we're just so comfortable with. That's just all we know. You know, just let that go, release, 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 step into your authenticity. Bow. <laughs> I look forward to connecting with you all on the Clarity Call. Okay, so this week on the podcast, I sit down with fitness trainer Amanda Jane Snyder, a beautiful soul, and I just, I truly loved our conversation. It was so heart-opening. Amanda has a really incredible story. She started out as an actress in the musical theater realm, but the universe had something else planned for her in the fitness world. So here is my interview with Amanda Jane Snyder. I hope you enjoy it, and I will see you all next week. So thank you so much, Amanda, for taking the time out to speak with me today. I'm super excited to be in the conversation with you and to just hear your story. Um, very intrigued actress turned uh, into mindfulness and fitness and all of that. Like, I think that's really beautiful. Um, and so I am very partial to, to really wanting to dive into your story because um, I have an unfulfilled childhood dream of being an actress. So <laughs> I'd love for you to just talk about that and what, what led you down that path and then what inspired you to make that transition. Thank you so much, Amikale, for having me. Um, yes, where to even begin? <laughs> so um, yeah, I started, I've been singing my whole life. I feel like I came out of the womb <laughs> singing. Mm. Um, and um, I went on to pursue musical theater performance. That was my dream to be on Broadway mm -hmm. and, um, and to, to perform for a living essentially. And um, I kind of just went through the, the motions of, you know, did all the things you're supposed to do mm -hmm. and applied for all the schools and auditioned and went to, to college for musical theater performance and um, did all the things you, you think you're supposed to do in mm -hmm. order to succeed in what you wanna succeed in. And um, what happened was I essentially was performing um, in a show in college and I injured my lower back um, while dancing. And uh, that kind of is what sparked the journey for me for um, to get into fitness. Mm -hmm. And I, it, it was kind of a long drawn out injury where um, the, the pain started during that musical, but I then went on to um, develop over time severe chronic pain to the point where mm. I couldn't stand up or sit down. I couldn't do just like basic human movement functional mm. things. And, um, and so I was just feeling so debilitated. Like how can someone so young and, and seemingly healthy mm -hmm. um, just 
be ripped away from her dreams. And wow. so um, I, what it turned out to be was sciatica uh, and a slip disc leading to sciatica in my lower back. And um, thankfully I didn't need surgery or anything, but mm -hmm. I decided to go to the physical therapist and um, then I hired a personal trainer. And through all of that, I was able to kind of um, over a long period of time, <laughs> strengthen my back, strengthen my glutes, all of that stuff, strengthen my core so that my, my pain eventually went away mm -hmm. and I no longer have sciatica. I no longer have lower back pain. And it really, what it did for me is it sparked this notion of, um, that actors, singers, and dancers and people in general who are not athletes aren't given the tools or the resources or the access to health and wellness, mm. um, and how to take care of ourselves. And so that kind of just became this journey for me where I'm now on a mission to um, just promote as much as possible corrective exercise and functional movement and injury prevention, specifically and especially for creatives, mm. because as creatives, our body is our instrument most of the time, mm -hmm. um, even as an instrumentalist, even as a, a visual painter, right? We, we can't do all the things we need to do if we have imbalances or mm -hmm. if we are in pain. Um, if we are, if we play the violin, we, you know, have these overcompensation and um, repetitive patterns that can over time prevent us from being able to practice our craft efficiently um and so all that to be said it kind of just flipped the switch for me of what it means to be an artist and what it means to be an athlete and that as human beings we're all we all should be able to feel good and function properly and have the knowledge and have the resources and and just be able to live our best healthy life. Mm -hmm. And um, and that injury for me really is what sparked that realization and um, led me to then get my master's degree in exercise science and nutrition and um, just continue this journey of promoting uh, health and wellness for everyone. Um, and yeah, like I said, because I come from the musical theater world, mm -hmm. that is kind of my focus, but, um, just in general kind of reshaping and reforming the ideas that we have around what it means to be healthy and what it looks like to be healthy. Cause mm -hmm. society has this image in our mind in, in, you know, the media mm -hmm. tells us, this is what health looks like. This is what you should look like. Um, this type of person is what we're striving to look like. And so really just debunking that and um, everyone needs to be exercising. Everyone needs to be eating well. Everyone needs to be taking care of our bodies and taking care of our mind. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. Uh, that might look different on someone. So, um, and kind of just reforming and reframing our mindset around what that looks like. 
Mm, I love that. Oh, wow. Has so much come up where you're talking. Like, okay, where, where are we going next? Where are we going next? Um, so immediately while it's fresh in my, on my brain, um, I completely resonate with you as far as that lower back pain. I have been suffering from chronic lower back pain since 2014. Oh, no. <sighs> and I've done chiropractic work physical therapy. Um, and I recently just found a, a chiropractor that does, um, I don't know if you've heard of like spinal analysis and like muscle testing and stuff. So I'm going to like start segue into that and see if I can get some more relief. But mm. I, I also really recently received a very intuitive nudge to start doing like, um, like strengthening work. So mm -hmm. I would love for you to maybe like tap on that for a little bit. Like what are some things? Cause one thing I've also have become very aware of um, just throughout my experiences um, in spirituality and things like that is that a lot of women suffer from lower back pain. It's very common. So yeah, any like insights, tips that you can give to us about really like working that, that the lower back, um, the hip area, and even um, I get a lot of issues with my neck. I'm actually like recovering from a neck injury right now. Just from, I woke up and my neck was like mm. out of commission and that happens often. So does anything like getting that spine aligned, strengthening the back, like what, what medicine do you have for that? Yeah. Ooh, um, so much, so much stuff in there that I want to touch on. <laughs> um, so one of the things that you mentioned is just, women suffering specifically from, you know, lower back pain mm -hmm. or, you know, specific areas of our body. And that is a whole nother topic of conversation. Um, as women living in this world, um, it's tough because mm -hmm. we live, especially the fitness industry is very male dominated and um, the fitness industry in general, um, they project male dominance and we're made to believe that we need to be exercising in this way when in fact, most of that is geared towards men mm. and not geared towards women. And, um, our cycle very much is a part of that. Mm. And, um, I could really get deep into this but um go as deep also, as you want to go yeah but also <laughs> just the the pressures we have as women living in society and um you know we were just talking about living in new york mm -hmm. and um just the the pressures we have to continue to do the grind and do mm -hmm. the thing and li basically living in the masculine energy i feel like it's very hard not to be in masculine energy when you're living in New York or just in this society in general, because mm -hmm. society praises, uh, uh, you know, hard work and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of that in terms of lower back pain comes from, first of all, just the shape of our body. We have breasts, we have hips, but then also, um, I just, think as women, we are not meant to be working and exercising and existing in the same way that men do. Mm. So that uh, can cause <laughs> some of some of these things. Um, but 
in general as well, I think that there is a, a lot of misinformation about um, strength training and um, that women shouldn't be strength training and, um, or, you know, strength training will make you bulky, um, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's really hard to kind of break it all down just because of the misinformation in this uh, industry and in the media in general. But the, the piece of advice that I would give is that um, women do need to be strength training or resistance training to some capacity, um, but that still can look different than, mm -hmm. than a man's routine in the sense that we wanna listen to our bodies. Um, I think oftentimes, uh, we don't listen to our bodies in terms of what our menstrual cycle, our menstrual cycle is like the most natural thing mm -hmm. that we as women can experience. And I think we push against it so much because of the pressures to succeed and to, uh, you know, work and all that stuff. So when you're on your period and you need to rest, rest. <laughs> um, and I think that a lot of times women, um, we can lose our period, we can um, overtrain and, um, and, you know, then we start to get uh, some chronic illnesses. Like, I feel like it's very common in this day and age for women to have PCOS and endometrio oh, yeah. endometriosis and just all of these autoimmune diseases um, again, like, I feel like this is so broad, but it's, you talk very much about our mind, um, informs our reality. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like all of these things, all these external factors that go on in the world very much affect the pain that we, the chronic pain that we might be experiencing in our bodies. So I feel like I'm going all over the place with it. <laughs> But essentially, yes, everyone should have an exercise routine. Listen to your body as a woman. Um, work with your menstrual cycle. Rest when you need to rest. Uh, go hard when you need to go hard. Oftentimes, that's during your ovulation when you have the most energy. Um, and then the last thing I want to say on that is um, if you believe that you can heal, then you can heal. I think mm -hmm. a lot of times people come to me saying, I've always had chronic pain here, or I've never been able to do push-ups, or um, I've never liked kale. I've mm -hmm. never been the person who enjoys uh, kale, or I've never been athletic, or diabetes runs in my family. And it's important to consider the things that we're saying mm -hmm. to ourselves. I think that we have to decide that we are going to heal. We have to decide that I know that I will not suffer from chronic back pain for the rest of my life. I know that everything that I am doing is on the journey to helping me heal. Mm -hmm. And I think that oftentimes our identity or what we experienced um, as uh, children or, you know, what we experienced growing up, the environments we're surrounded around impacts the identity that we then embody, which prevents us from being able to achieve the things we want to achieve. Mm. So the first thing is, is 
just believing that you can heal and that you will be free from chronic pain. And then from there, um, corrective exercise, mobility, all of that stuff is my main focus. Um, and I think it's, that is not totally talked about as well in the fitness industry, because again, it's very male dominated. So we're trying to do hit all the time and Mm -hmm. explosive power lifting and, and all of that stuff, but really just getting to the root of the problem. Oftentimes pain is a symptom of a problem, but it's not the actual problem. So kind of getting to the root of the problem. If you have lower back pain, you most likely have a weaker core. You most likely have, um, sleepy glutes, weak glute Mm. meds, um, along with some other things. So getting to the root of, of the problem and then working to strengthen those weaker muscles and, uh, inhibit our overactive muscles. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm going on so many tangents, but hopefully that answers your question. (laughs) No, it did. And you actually hit on some really good points. I love what you said about, you know, our cycles, like, uh, when, when the pandemic hit, and I was actually able to be in the space of like really nurturing myself during my cycle and not, you know, like force myself to get up and go to work or force myself to, you know, like X, Y, Z thing. Cause there would be moments where I'm like walking on the train and I'm so just like low energy. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get up these steps, you know, because we, we are just so used to pushing ourselves. And I really had to give myself commission to be like, no, like the first two days of my period, I'm out of commission. Like if I have the energy to do a little bit of work or to go run an errand, fine. If I don't, I have to accept that and really be okay with that. So I'm so, so, so glad you said that because like, mm-hmm. we need to hear that more often. Like give yourself those first couple of days. Like to me, I'm like, okay, great. Like I like store all my like inactive activities all my, the first six days of my period. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. when I'm binge watching my show. This is when I'm watching this movie. This is when I'm reading the book. Like just really like, just giving yourself that permission to just pause mm-hmm. and rest and relax. And like you said, when you do have the energy, like, go for it, hit the max, like, you know, like go all the way there. But when you need to take a break, like step back and take a break. So thank you so much for saying that. Mm -hmm. Um, And another thing you said that literally just yesterday, I was thinking this to myself about when you said, if you believe you can heal, you can heal. And like I mentioned earlier, I'm looking into going into this, this new chiropractor who does this muscle testing, blah, blah, blah. And I just had like a thought come into my head, like, am I looking for him to like, to fix me? Like, am I looking for him to like heal me? You know, am I going into it with that expectation of it's outside of me? Mm. And you saying that was just like, yeah, I need to like, kind of, you know, pause on that a bit because um, I definitely think it's important to, you know, like take advantage of these, of these um, healing practices and modalities. Right. But to your point like when you go into it thinking okay this person's going to do xyz for me and then i'm going to be fixed and then you don't get that it's like well you did something wrong or you're not the whatever blah 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 like you put it's like so much easier to put the blame on the other person instead of really taking like your power into being like okay my did i come into this whole situation expecting for this person to do this thing for me instead of realizing instead of understanding that this is a collaboration 
Like I'm going to take your advice. I'm going to do these exercises with the intention that this is going to make me better. I'm going to do all the right things to help myself get back into alignment and to be, and to be whole again. And that was just like something that for me, I was like, Oh yeah, I need to sit with that. I need to sit with that. Cause like you said, with the whole identity thing, it's like, yeah, I've been struggling with this for so long. It's like all that I know. So is this something that I'm just wanting to perpetuate now because it's familiar? It's who I am, quote unquote. Mm. Wow. Well, that's really beautiful and amazing that you were able to recognize that within yourself. And um, yeah, I, I think that we do start to take on those identities without even realizing it. And um, I always say that the success that you see in your life is entirely up to you. I always say that to my clients as well, when if they start to work with me, mm-hmm. because you could pay me $1 or you could pay me a million dollars. I'm giving you the blueprint and it's up to you to to do it mm-hmm. <laughs> or it's up to you to um you know take it on and to believe it right mm-hmm. and so if there is I never thought of it that way as to what you're the way you put it uh, of like is this person going to fix me um but yeah I mean that is so true we uh, we we, we do all these fad diets. We try this, the, the keto diet. We, we try the, you know, the chiropractor, we try this CrossFit gym, and then we try a personal trainer. And ultimately the reason why things don't work is because, um, we're not fully believing in ourselves and our ability to change our identity right Mm -hmm. and so um if we take on the identity of what we want then it makes it a lot easier to get there right I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people's um struggle with achieving their goals is they are they're relying on things just snap of the fingers working or the relying on the motivation to stay consistent and what I always say is it's not about motivation motivation comes and goes it's Mm. it's a feeling just like happiness and sadness what does your life look like once you reach that goal once you are healed or Mm. once you are uh, you lose weight or you gain muscle or you are on Broadway or walking in fashion week or whatever mm-hmm. it is, what, what does your life look like? Start adapting those practices now. What do your habits look like on a day-to-day? What are you able to do? And how can we start implementing that right now? How can we start making those things a part of our daily routine? So like, I don't like to compare, but if we, it can be a helpful tool to say, okay, so if my goal is to be um, let's say a marathon runner. Okay. Mm -hmm. My goal is to be a marathon runner and I've never ran further than a mile in my life. How can I get from running zero miles to running 26.2 miles? I have to start implementing a daily running routine. I have Mm -hmm. to start implementing a nutrition routine. I have to start, 
um, uh, implementing a, a cross training or corrective exercise so that I don't injure myself. And we start to become that marathoner, that person that is a marathoner. And, um, and then it's a part of your daily life. <laughs> so, um, and, and I think that's what people, where people struggle is they're like, all right, I'm going to do this thing this one time and it's going to fix me and I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to get strong. And then, you know, I'll go on my merry way when we actually have to start believing and, um, and embodying exactly what it is, what it looks like to, to live and already be in, in that reality. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that. That's so true. Embodiment is mm-hmm. uh, such a huge component to change and growth. And, um, you know, they talk about it a lot with manifestation is, you know, when they say, you know, like get into the feeling, like, what does it feel like? And that's essentially what you're saying. Like, what does it feel like when you've accomplished that thing, you know, and mm-hmm. when you start to incorporate that feeling now it will inspire you and it will motivate you to be consistent to do the thing and to try this and to go there and blah 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 but a lot of times you know and this is something that I struggle with too it's like it's not here yet it's not here yet I don't see it I don't see it so like that can really discourage us from being committed to ourselves and to our change Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I've been really having to practice a lot lately. Um, and actually one, I just did some, some mantras for the, for the new moon. I don't know if you're like into astrology and stuff like that. And yeah. into lunar cycles. Uh-huh. <laughs> but one of my, my, one of my mantras was, um, I'm committed to being on the timeline that matches my creative energy, not my current reality, because I really wanted to program in, in my mind and, and in my body that it doesn't matter what it looks like now you know, what does it feel like? And, and just hold on to that feeling every single day until, you're, until your reality is that feeling, you know? And I think, yeah, and it's a practice. And like you said, people just want to push of a button, snap of a finger, take this blue pill and you're good to go. And that's just not life. And I've been having to learn that over and over and over again. Like you have to be patient with yourself. You have to love yourself through all the different parts and the phases of your growth and your journey and just trust and accept and just keep moving forward. You know, and you're going to have those days where you're like, not with it today. And then you're going to be like, tomorrow's going to be a better day. We're going to get back into it. And I think a lot of times people are are afraid that when they have that moment where it's like, but I'm not feeling it. I don't want to do this today. They don't, they don't know how to like, they don't know how to release today and, and, and trust that tomorrow will be better. And we'll just pick it up tomorrow. You know, mm-hmm. like you're going to have those days where it's not going to be a hundred percent Monday through Sunday. Like mm-hmm. that's just life. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I love that you're sharing that. Cause I think I've been having these conversations recently with my clients. I think a lot of times people look up to you or they look up to me and they think, wow, Amanda must be meditating all day. And she's, um, she's so fit and she has it all figured out. And exactly what you're saying, we have to continue to remind ourselves. I'm not always perfect with it too. And it's, it's exactly that is just getting right back to it. And I always say, um, quit quitting. That's like one of my favorite phrases. 
is we're trying to quit quitting because there's no such thing as failure. Failure is just data that we're collecting to help us understand how it is that I'm going to succeed. Okay, this didn't work. Let me try the next thing. Okay, mm. today wasn't a good day. That's all right. Now I know that when it's raining outside and when it's this and that and the other thing mm -hmm. that I'm not gonna, all right, cool. Um, it's all just data that we're collecting. So with that in mind, we can wake up the next day and just get right back to it. Um, you said something else that I wanted to touch on, but I don't remember. So it'll, come back, it'll come back around. <laughs> yeah. It'll come back around. You had touched on um, the nutritional aspect and that kind of like pinged me because I feel like I'm always struggling with uh, food, like how to incorporate that. I have a very fast metabolism and I'm gonna be very honest. That's kind of hindered me from like wanting to, uh, and it's funny that you mentioned running because I've been wanting to take up running, just like, you know, a simple jog in the morning or whatever, but it's like, mm -hmm. I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, my, metabol my metabolism is so fast. I'm going to be hungry all the time. Like, what, what would you say to that? Like someone who either has a fast metabolism or a slow metabolism, like what foods would you start to incorporate to kind of really build up that resiliency is coming to mind, but mm -hmm. yeah, to build up that resiliency to allow your, to, for um, strength training and conditioning your body and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this goes back to uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what we look like or who we are, we all should be eating and exercising in a way that's taking care of ourselves. And so mm -hmm. I think that is, um, the main, uh, thing with nutrition is especially people who do have faster metabolisms. There's like, there's for them or for you, maybe there's no skin in the game. There's nothing mm -hmm. that's like, pulling you to feel like maybe you need to eat healthier or you need to like eat things that fuel your body. Mm. Um, but we all need to be, you know, to an extent, um, if we're, if we're spiritually and mindfully taking care of ourselves, it all starts from the inside. And so eating, a, a good, well-balanced nutritional diet is gonna support us. Um, in all of that and you know sleep and then nutrition i feel like those are the the most important things and listen we're we're living we're living in this day and age you know it's it's easy to just have yummy things i love sweets i'm not going to even lie i am like a fiend for sweets mm -hmm. and it's okay to have those things every once in a while because those things bring us joy and different and mm -hmm. bring us um, you know, positive things in different ways. Like it brings us joy to have milkshakes or, you know, whatever your thing is. Um, but in terms of, uh, food, I like to try to think of it as fuel, like it's fueling us to do all that we do. And so if you're eating well, um, then you'll be able to more efficiently run and mm -hmm. exercise and um it's fueling us to to do everything that we do um so i think in terms of a fast metabolism if you're feeling like you're going to be hungry all the time then you can eat just a little bit more nutrient dense and calorie dense foods so um, especially for women, we need more healthy fats. Mm -hmm. So like avocados and um, 
coconut yogurt or mm-hmm. nuts and seeds, um, all of that stuff. Um, all of the, the flax seed powder, chia seeds, those are all very nutrient dense and calorie dense. And they also, as women, are really great for supporting our hormonal function. So that's the other thing is um, flax seeds are really great to have um, as women, maca powder, all of these things to kind of keep our menstrual cycle balanced and operating well. And then also those more calorie dense, rich fats are going to keep us fuller and um, hopefully, you know, leave you not feeling as hungry. But if you want to get into running um, because you think you'd enjoy it, then then do it, you know? But if, if you, what what is your reasoning for wanting to run, may I ask? Um, cardio. I don't do a lot of cardio work. Okay. And I feel so like just that's for heart that, health? Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 Um, to that, I would say, Yes, because we all should be taking care of our heart. Um, Start slow, start with something small and kind of just build up to it. The other thing is, is I think people, a lot of people think they need to be running or, you know, doing high intense cardio, but low intense cardio is actually really beneficial as well. And those are things that you can just incorporate into your daily life so that maybe it doesn't seem so drastic. Mm -hmm. Um, like here in New York, obviously there's lots of walking, less walking in the pandemic because we're not traveling as much, but going for a long walk, listening to a podcast, picking up the pace a little bit Mm -hmm. so that our heart rate is in zone two is, um, is super beneficial. So it doesn't necessarily have to be running. It could be long walks, um, something simple like that. So that it maybe you feel a little less like you need to eat all this food or a little less intense, but, um, yeah, so that would be some recommendations Mm. and walking feels a little more achievable for a lot of people too. I think. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for that. Um, so you mentioned earlier about, you know, how the the fitness industry is male dominated and things like that. And so I was just curious, as far as your journey, like when you were first entering into this field, what were some of the, maybe the doubts or some of the insecurities that you had to kind of overcome to really be like confident to show up as your authentic self? Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. This industry is very male dominated and some doubts. Um, well, I don't come from an athletic background. So those were the main doubts that I have. Um, because I started training out of necessity mm-hmm. to help my back. Um, I'm not sure if I would have honestly gotten into fitness in in the way that I did without that injury. Um, but because of that, I felt a little behind um, because you can study all you want and you can have all the certifications, but if you haven't lived it or practiced it or been playing sports your whole life, then I think that left me feeling like inadequate in those ways. Mm. Um, And 
men are so quick to, you know, let you know as well that like mm-hmm. that, you know, they like to mansplain things <laughs> and et cetera. But um, that is just the story that I was telling myself. And that's not facts. So I think that is that brings me back to our mind creates our reality because if I continue to tell myself, oh, I'm not as good because I didn't play sports growing up, Mm -hmm. then I won't be as good and I won't feel as confident. Those, no one else is thinking about my history or my background. No one else is concerned with that. Oftentimes I think we bog ourselves down with these tiny details that it's just a story. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's, it's not the reality. And so, um, yeah, just continuing with those affirmations that I am enough. I am doing everything I can to be the best that I can be. And, um, I think that I, I'm in the the fitness industry now. Mm Um, and I, I, you know, obviously I had my dreams of being on Broadway and I think part of the reason I'm for, I'm very grateful for my journey, but I think part of the reason why I wasn't successful with that is a lot of the Mm self-doubt that I had and, um, the stories that I told myself of, uh, not being good enough or this casting director doesn't like me or I, always get callbacks and never get booked or, um, you know, I am, I have the same voice type as every other girl here, or my dress isn't unique enough, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that, you know, you're, you're telling yourself. And I, I wasn't at that place. I wasn't able to recognize that in myself when I was auditioning and trying to make it in the industry and again I'm grateful for where I am now but um the the stories you tell yourself is the story that manifests into your life Mm -hmm. and so um I I I think if I had believed in myself more maybe there would have been a different outcome there. Um, and so it all, I think it all just goes right back to that is believing in ourselves and listening to our self-talk and, um, and doubts will be there. I think, I think a lot of people, uh, suffer from imposter syndrome. Mm. We all do. And I think that we feel unique in the fact that we suffer from imposter syndrome, but I think everyone does. Um, but what I say to that is I like to use the metaphor of a lifeguard. So a lifeguard becomes a lifeguard. They go through their certification training. And then when on their first day on the job, they have never saved a life, right? But they're a certified lifeguard. Mm -hmm. And so if on the first day on the job, someone starts to drown, they're not gonna not run into the ocean and save them because they've never done it before. They're just gonna do it. And I Mm. think that is what keeps a lot of people back is we think, 
well, I've never done this before. So many other people have done this and I don't know if I'm qualified. Get those thoughts out of your head. Just run into the ocean and save that drowning person or just go after that thing that you feel like you're not credited to do yet because Ooh. all of us feel that way. So um, even nerves and doubts and all of that stuff, I think that's all normal. Um, if we can recognize it and then still go after it anyway, that's where, that's where the success happens. Mm, I love that you use that metaphor because right when you were saying, you know, don't worry about that. Just go into the water. I'm thinking, I'm like, go into the water and save your own life. Like, that's really what it is at the end of the day. Like we're having to save ourselves from ourselves, from our doubts, from our insecurities, from our fears. And I feel like that's something, you know, quite of most of the guests that I have on here have made some kind of career transition in their lives. And for me personally, I came from a fashion background. So that's what I was doing. I was for six years, I was in the fashion industry in New York. And it really came down for me to like that life or death kind of like, I can't continue in living this way. Like this doesn't feel aligned anymore. And it, mm. and it was scary as all hell to make that switch and take that leap. But it really came down to like, I have to save myself. I have to save myself in this space, this place it's just not for me anymore. Mm. It's just not for me. And, and yeah, you, you may be foil, foiling around in the water, you know, trying to catch your breath for a second. Uh, but yeah, you just got to go for it. You just got to do it. And, and you're going to learn along the way. It's interesting. I was listening to, um, uh, I think it was a podcast or a, a class that I was a part of the other day. And um, they were talking about how so often they were actually comparing men and women in this in the work field and as far as applying to jobs and things. And they were saying how women more are more often um, they're very honest and, and stuff on their resume, and they're like they're, they're not going to check off any box if they don't feel like they completely qualify for that thing or whatever. Or as men, we're just be like, well, I know close enough, like whatever, and they'll just go for it anyways. <laughs> Yes, and, <laughs> I've heard that as well. <laughs> and so the point that, that they were making was that a lot of times, um, of course, I'm losing my train of thought now. Where was I going with this? Um, oh, come on, spirit, bring it back to me, bring it back to me, bring it back to me. No. Your change. It's gone. Ah, it's okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, Donald Trump is like the ultimate example mm-hmm. of somebody who's not qualified for a job and books it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, men just really be going for things that they're not qualified for. So uh, yeah, we we got to do, yeah, we just got to go after it. Just even do if the we thing. don't feel qualified or even if it feels super scary or you know, and even if we fail at it, that again, that's just another like way to collect data. And thank you for sharing that you went through a career change and that it was scary because I think that's another thing that our society just like puts on us is we feel like it feels like failure if you Mm. decide to do something different or if you didn't reach, if your reality didn't meet the expectations that you had. And I feel like for me, that's where a lot of resistance was as well Mm. with changing careers which I felt like my intuition was pulling me towards being a part of the musical theater industry in a different way. But it, for me, was like pulling teeth of like, okay, it's okay to do this. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing is that 
we don't recognize in this society is that your art, you know, fashion for you, you, you're allowed to enjoy fashion and do fashion without it being your sole financial provider. Mm. And I think for me, I started building a hate for my art and a, just not a, a good relationship with my art because mm-hmm. I was putting so much pressure on myself to succeed. Also, what is success even? Mm. Success is subjective. So like I was putting so much pressure on myself to perform and to have my life look a certain way that I thought was successful, AKA maybe being on Broadway or booking a national tour or this, that, the other thing. And it was overwhelming. Mm. And so I had to step away from it as well. And that's okay. I can still sing. I can still go to dance class. I can still do Zoom Mm -hmm. acting classes, (laughs) you know, whatever. And you can still be very much a part of the fashion world without having that be um, a a pressure. And if y'all haven't read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, those creatives out here, I highly recommend she talks a lot about that and just like, how as adults, we don't play or just do things for enjoyment. We feel like it has to be productive and Mm. it has to be like, it has to look like success. But if we love something, do it. There doesn't need to be an outcome. There doesn't need to be a reason behind it. Sing if you want to sing, draw if you want to draw, dance if you want to dance whatever it is that you love, do it just to do it. And mm. um, yeah, if that means leaving a career, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I actually remember the point where I, <laughs> it came yes. back to me <laughs> with your metaphor with the lifeguard situation. Um, so the point that, the, that, that they were making with the, you know, com- how women and, and men address, you know, things in the career field or whatever is that, at the end of the day, you're going to have to go through on the job training anyway. So you're going to have to learn how this new company operates. You're going to have to learn these new aspects, and these new things. So, you know, to your point with the lifeguard situation, it's like, yeah, just go for it, try it. And you're just, you're going to learn along the way. You're just going to learn as you go, go as you grow, as some people say, mm-hmm. um, or grow as you go. And, and yeah, and just, and just have faith in yourself, trust. That's a huge thing. We don't trust in ourselves and our ability to be able to adapt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another question I actually wanted to ask you. I know you're like into mindfulness and things like that, uh, but more specifically, what is your, do you have a spiritual practice and what does it look like? Yeah, um, I, in this day and age, I'm like, there's so many things. I, I don't even know what to like, identify it as per se, but um, I very much believe in manifestation. Mm. I very much believe in quiet time, Mm. meditation, Um, as we've talked about in this conversation, our, our mind creates our reality. And so I am very much about, just taking the time to uh, discover what it is you want, creating affirmations around it. And so I think my biggest thing is journaling. Um, I wake up every morning and I spend five to 10 minutes just sitting in silence, um, 
journaling and writing affirmations. Mm. Um, and those affirmations can look like gratitudes for what I already have. And then gratitudes for what I do not yet have. And that's mm. like where, uh, the most important one, because, um, if we express gratitude for what we do not yet have yet, as if we already have it, then that's us telling the universe that, um, that we know it's on our right, our way to us. So we're mm -hmm. thankful. Um, so that is what my practice looks like. And, um, I was always, I feel like I was kind of weary of manifestation and like the law of attraction stuff for a long time. And then in 2020, I really like hunkered down on just like, okay, I'm going to do this daily. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to write my affirmations. Um, I'm going to manifest all that I want to manifest. Mm -hmm. And it works. <laughs> like it literally works. And so, um, it just, you have to believe it. And I think those practices are what help you to believe it. Um, and it can look different for everyone. Like I know some people are weird about affirmations. They're like, Oh, I don't like, it feels weird for me to say I am worthy of love or mm -hmm. I am worthy of a million dollars or whatever it is. Um, but at first it's going to maybe feel weird to say those things. But over time, our, our mind can't differentiate between what is reality and what isn't. So mm -hmm. it's important that we repeat these thoughts over and over again, so that our, it, it then again, manifests in, into right. reality. So um, yeah, 2020 and even 2021, uh, I had just some really incredible concrete um manifestations happened for me where mm. I was very specific about what I wanted and they showed up for me in almost exactly the way I had asked for it um, but I will say we have to remain open so um for one example is uh, in 2020, I moved apartments. And so I had a specific address in mind of the apartment that I wanted to move into. And I had specific um, ideas of what needed to be a, a part of my new home. And so I would write down that address as my address in my journal every single day. So I would write a managing wow. Snyder, and then I would write the address. And like, as if that is my address and I wrote it down like a million times. <laughs> and then what happened was I didn't get that apartment, but a different apartment, this home that I'm in right now, mm -hmm. um, kind of just came up and it had pretty much all of the things and more that I was looking for that the other place had. And if I hadn't been open to, um, you know, it might not be exactly what, what we ask for, but it is still what I'm asking for. And I think a lot of times people aren't open to like exploring what the universe is giving to us. And our, we're so set in our ways that we can like have blinders mm -hmm. on, um, what the universe is giving us. So, um, remain open to what you're trying to manifest but uh yeah it's very 
it's it is very real and I believe in the law of attraction and manifestation and again just goes back to what you believe what you truly believe is what your reality will become Mm, I love that so much I've so enjoyed this conversation it's just been like sitting in my heart space (laughs) and it feels so expansive so I can't thank you enough for for you know, coming on and speaking with me and sharing your story and sharing your insights and your wisdom. Um, I know so many people are going to resonate with it and be inspired. Um, and so, you. yeah, where can the people find you if they want to work with you, if they want to connect with you? Yeah. So Instagram, you can find me at train with Amanda Jane. Um, and my website is trainwithamandajane.com. So yeah, that's where you can find me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And anything on the horizon towards the end of 2021 as we're kind of hitting this last leg of the year? Oh, anything on the horizon? That's a great question. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, hmm nothing really no not (laughs) yet right day to day yeah like just living presently in the Mm. moments and taking each day at a time Mm, I love that any final words of wisdom you want to leave with the community I just want to encourage everyone um everyone needs to be exercising and I and I think that um a lot of times we equate working out to weight loss. And so I just want to let it be known that it doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from, weight loss is not synonymous with exercise. Mm -hmm. And I hope that um, moving our bodies can be a very spiritual practice and and it's a practice of self-love. And Mm -hmm. so if we start to look at it in that way, then our lives can be transformed. And I really believe that exercise can can transform our mind, our body, our spirit, and can contribute to a happy, healthier life in so many ways. Mm, thank you so much for that. And again, thank you so much for your time and your energy and for sharing space with me. I hope you have a beautiful day and a beautiful weekend. (laughs) You too. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave a rating or a review. Now, don't forget, I'm picking the best review at the end of the month and giving that person a free 30-minute energy reading. So be sure to leave a review for the chance to be selected.